I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, Elon Musk is lighting up the interwebs again. The man who has been the beneficiary of a whole lot of government subsidies. He was, of course, a vocal and big time donor. Uh, to former President Barack Obama. He's now coming out swinging against President Biden's Build Back Better plan. And he's particularly targeting subsidies, regulations, and he's, as a side note, encouraging you to have more kids. Uh, so what is it? What is it behind, behind the headlines on all of this? Is it self-promotion or is there really something more there? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day. Think again. Well, it is time to think again about Elon Musk. And I happen to know somebody who's been thinking again about Elon Musk. Uh, very conflicted, I'm sure. Uh, Tim Carney, senior political columnist at The Washington Examiner, author of several books, including Alienated America, which is one of my favorite. If you're looking for a really good Christmas gift, uh, this gives you more insight into what's really happening in the country. It's Alienated America, Why Some Places Thrive While Others Collapse. Uh, tremendous insight. And Tim joins us on the line. Tim, how you doing? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, we're, we're having a little bit of a snowmageddon moment here in Utah. We were expecting all kinds of big snow today, and it's still not snowing uh, where we are. Uh, so we know you've experienced that in D.C. where, you know, if two snowflakes have a conversation, they want to close everything down and don't be a hero. Uh, but you wrote a, a brilliant piece in the in the Examiner uh, talking about Elon Musk. And, and so for those who maybe haven't followed uh, where where he has benefited from government subsidies and so on. Let's let's start with your journey with Elon Musk. Let's go back. To, <laughs> let's go back to the beginning. This is like a therapy session for yes. me. I really appreciate that, Boyd. <laughs> I will um, send you the bill. Back, <laughs> so I've I've been writing at the Washington Examiner now for thirteen, fourteen, fifteen years or something, and a lot of what I write tracks crony capitalism, corporate welfare, and so I wrote a lot about Elon Musk, especially during the Barack Obama administration. I mean, the, the stimulus bill included lots of money for, um, for Elon Musk's company, Tesla, which makes the, the sort of leading plug-in electric cars. And then he also has a solar panel company that has relied on all sorts of subsidies for the manufacture and installation of it. He has a, uh, a rocket company that, in addition to getting tons of government contracts, has also gotten subsidies as well when he tries when he pairs up with foreign companies subsidies from our government as well as from france's government and of course tesla benefited from subsidies on the state and federal level if you bought a tesla you got a massive tax credit that goes into elon musk's pocket the manufacturing facility in nevada is one of the biggest corporate welfare uh handouts in in history uh by any state government and so he built his company on two things, innovation, really, really interesting cars and, and rockets, but also lots of money from federal and state government. 
Uh, one of the other things that you have pointed out in all of that, and uh, we are full supporters that if uh, if conservatives want to talk about welfare reform, uh, starting with the crony capitalism, corporate welfare reform is not a bad place to start. Uh, you also have written extensively uh, about kind of the, the back end of that, of these companies get these subsidies, they get this support, they get big, and then suddenly they don't mind regulation so much because it gives them a chance to kind of pull the ladder up behind them and prevent upstart innovative companies from competing. That's right. I mean, regulation often is supported, typically is supported by the biggest in, biggest company being regulated. This was, is true with uh, climate regulation. This is true with tobacco regulation. Philip Morris basically wrote that bill that Obama signed back in the day. Um, and uh, you had Donald Trump, who was sort of a little green on how Washington worked, say, oh, well, I opposed that regulation until the industry being regulated said they liked it. The toy regulation that Obama signed on and on. But so I called that pulling the ladder up behind you. Here, Elon Musk, what he said this week before a, a CEO summit hosted by The Wall Street Journal was a different sort of pulling the ladder up behind you. And this is why I'm sort of emotionally conflicted. (laughs) He said, I think we shouldn't have any subsidies for electric vehicles. And he's right. But then he (laughs) built up his business, became the number one guy in the industry. Ford and GM and the the Japanese companies and all these people are are now threatening his dominance of the plug-in car market. And he says, well, we need to cut off the subsidies. So it's like, do we look at, is he right? Yes. Are his motives good? It's hard to say that his (laughs) motives are good when you see the competitive advantage he gets from sort of freezing this industry in place. Yeah, and I think that's so important for our listeners to to really see that all the way through, that uh, Elon Musk was able to build – all of these companies, all of this success he's had has been with all of these subsidies. And now he's now he's saying, no, we shouldn't have any subsidies for any of this, not for the uh, charging stations, not for the cars, not for the solar panels. Just get rid of all of them. Uh, and and it's a while. Again, we agree with that as a general principle. Uh, it may be a way to actually eliminate competition in the process. Yes. And um, he he got subsidies for building out his charging network. And it's like. Apple, you know how they have their own like app store if you have an iPhone and their own charging thing. Um, Elon Musk has sort of built his own, while a lot of the other plug-in electric cars use more universal connections closer to your USB core that it goes into your phone if you have an Android. It also goes into sort of any other uh, you know device that you might want to hook up to your computer or a wall charger. And so the federal government wants to subsidize the network of these charging stations for cars. And he's saying no, because he has this advantage. And again, this is not something where I'm going to tell Congress what they should do. I just think it's important for people to realize that, like, as you're saying, uh, he benefited from these subsidies and now has an advantage and doesn't want his competitors getting that same sort of treatment. Now, he he also made news uh, at that same conference, talking about something else that you've been studying and digging in and even been out here to the state of Utah to do some uh, research on as well. Uh, He told everyone to have more kids. Yeah, and there was like audible gasps. This is like, you know, uh, financial reporters and CEOs, and a lot of them sort of buy into the idea that maybe we have overpopulation, which is totally wrong, and he set them straight. So here I have no criticism of them at all. He's right. America needs the West 
The world needs more kids. Every country is on a declining uh, fertility rate. And you see in some of the, like rural parts of Japan what it's like when things shrink. Right now, America is averaging 1.6 babies per woman. So that means that soon enough we're going to have a shrinking population. And even immigration is not going to make up for that because the countries where immigrants are coming from have declining population. And those women, their family size shrinks even more when they show up. So uh, the, the, the baby bus, which, you know, you referred to my book earlier, Alienated America, I say it has to do with a collapse of community that people yeah. – it, it, it takes a village. I think you said that to me once, Boyd. Yeah. It takes a village to raise a child, to quote a wise woman. And so uh, I support Elon Musk 100% without reservation. Have more kids. All right. Fantastic. It is a uh, great piece. We'll put this up on our uh, social feeds today. It's in the Washington Examiner. And uh, Tim Carney, one of the great writers, one of the great thinkers in our country. I appreciate you helping us work through our feelings about Elon Musk and <laughs> where he is and where he's going. And uh, great reporting, as always. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. All right. Again, that's Tim Carney. And again, that's a, it's a bit of a conflict. You know, I, I think Elon Musk is right. Uh, I agree with Tim 100 uh, percent. Let's get rid of the subsidies. Let's let's make those companies compete with innovation and pricing uh, that the American people can afford. Uh, he benefited from a lot of those subsidies, those tax subsidies for the business, for the building and uh, for you as a as a, a purchaser of those products. Yeah, we got to get past that corporate welfare. If we want to get rid of or do some real welfare reform, we got to start with corporate welfare welfare reform. Crony capitalism is a big problem. But a great insight, as always, from Tim Carney. This is a conversation that we're going to continue. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.